0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to the True Crime Squad. This is Katie Weaver. I'm here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Christy Brower. Hello.
1: Hello. Hey, everybody. Happy how's...
0: Wednesday. Yeah, it is Wednesday night case updates. We are so happy to be here. Like, from now until, like, tomorrow sometime, we're in, like, full true crime mode.
1: We are, yes. We'll tell yes, you yes, all we are.
0: about it. It's going to get wild. But uh mm-hmm. how's it going? What you been doing oh, all day?
1: Not much, frankly. I've been really tired, so I've just been giving into that also i'm a little brain dead apparently because when it comes to l- producing a live stream it's very important that you do all the steps in the correct order and if you don't then you play the intro before you go live and then that doesn't really help <laughs> anyone and that's what i did so
0: <laughs> i wondered what happened i was looking down because I, I was trying to get these pictures cropped and ready for you or yeah. us, but um uh,
1: now okay then but i'm fine you know just well, good. A little brain dead, I guess.
0: <laughs> it's kind of that day, I guess. I've been pretty quiet too. I haven't done much.
1: Well, yeah, I just I've really, done a lot
0: of true crime, in, but that's
1: about it. I folded some laundry because Rhonda literally delivered it to me, and then I folded it. <laughs> <laughs> I have not had much much gumption today. I'll just say that. Well, Other than you know researching for this show, because there's always plenty of that.
0: Man, there's been a lot today, but you know, that's okay. You, you, you've got to save up your energy because
1: tomorrow we're going to court. I know. That's going to be weeks. Something.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. So tomorrow at 9 a.m. Mountain Time, uh, Lori and Chad are doing court in Fremont County to argue over a bunch of stuff. And we don't know exactly what they will be talking about because you know how that goes with this judge. Right. Sometimes they talk about everything you think they will. Sometimes they don't. So we don't know for sure. Mm -hmm. But we know there's court and it should be fairly important. Some of the things that they're arguing are whether or not to sequester the jury. Whether or not to allow Lori and Chad to have some face-to-face meetings to -hmm. discuss strategy. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, many of you have commented that you think that uh, the loin fire will be burning. And I agree entirely. I <laughs> I, and I, don't think they should be able to discuss strategy, but we'll talk about that more. Um, talking about the constitutionality of the death penalty, whether mm-hmm. or not uh, Lori's crimes are heinous enough for her to be charged with the death penalty.
1: My God. Yeah. Whew, that one was tough to take,
0: I have to say. Mm, mm-hmm. What time do we think we'll update tomorrow? We have no idea.
1: Yeah. We
0: kind of think court could be a couple hours. they they've got a lot to talk about. It could be quite a bit longer
1: than that, even depending. Mm-hmm. It's I don't know.
0: No, this is the first time we've gone to court. We've always watched it before. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so this will yeah, be. Yeah, it's
1: our first one to go be. in person. So mm-hmm.
0: You'll, yeah, it should you, be interesting. We'll, we'll just sit right behind Lori. I'm just kidding. Probably not. <laughs> okay, right in the back. Way in the back. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yep. Just listen.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of buzz about them recently, isn't there? Well, you know, well, that's the other thing they're probably arguing is, are they going to give Pryor yet another stay? And, right,
1: well, and is Chad going to get another attorney? Yeah, that too. That whole thing, because yeah. I still yeah. really think If they do that, it's because they're going to have to declare him indigent. He can't afford another attorney. There's no way in hell. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Now, nothing's been filed as of yet that we can see on that. But, uh, yeah, that's going to be really interesting to see. Mm -hmm. So, I guess let's just do Dave Balbalo first. And since we already kind of went there, get it off the table. So, one of the things that happened is that Lori's attorneys filed an alibi last week and said, Lori was snug as a bug in her apartment while big mean Alex was killing the kids in his apartment. Mm-hmm. And we thought that was a really weird alibi considering that the kids died
1: about 10 days apart. Right, right. To make that like it all happened at once is mm-hmm. bullshit. Because that's just not the way it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So,
0: exactly. So that's the thing that we uh, That that's one of the things that we're you know very curious about. Uh the other thing, of course, is that they said that they believe that uh the death penalty should be set aside for only the most heinous and egregious crimes, and that Lori's crimes just don't fit the bill.
1: <laughs> Which seriously, like that was a mistake.
0: <laughs> right. I think everyone that read that went, uh, Are
1: you mother effing kidding me? Because what she participated in the murders of her own children and that wasn't bad enough for you mm-hmm. really and then the
0: uh the things they did to tiley and yeah. come on man that was a horrible thing to say super <laughs> well, super stupid everybody wants us to wear our
1: our top knot ponytails and wear <laughs> jelly ranchers i'm afraid if we do that we will not get in <laughs> <laughs> I we have seriously... to look very respectful and appropriate tomorrow mm-hmm.
0: i seriously considered it cranky Though, yes, I knew we couldn't. Um, I also tried to get my little self to the store today to buy a a string of pearls, but I couldn't uh, get out of the house because it's cold and I'm lazy. Um, Because I really did want to wear a little string of pearls,
1: you know, just in case the clutching started. But there you go. Yep. These are my clutching pearls. I keep them right here by my desk. Yep. You better wear them. You may need them. I will wear them. but (laughs) (laughs) I would probably giggle about it the whole time. (laughs) We're going to have to be... We're going to have to yeah. be like super appropriate and adult and um right well, no you guys know us. Yeah. We we, we never had our... any success at that in uh church when we were kids, so it's why we're not allowed at church, really. So Well, sure. Yep, that's, right. <laughs> yeah, that's fine with me. I'll I'll take that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know. All right. So here's what the state uh responded with. Uh because of uh, as far as the alibi and the uh the death penalty stuff is concerned the the state responded that prosecutors said sufficient evidence exists for the grand jury to find the defendant Lori vallow intended for her children and for tammy daybell to die further there is sufficient evidence for a jury to conclude that the defendant participated in the killing of her children the facts of this case are egregious and heinous The evidence the state will introduce at trial, some of which have already been reviewed by the grand jury, will show that the defendant intended for her children and her boyfriend's wife to die and that she affirmatively acted to make those deaths happen. Yes. I did (laughs) note
1: that boyfriend. That's the I first know. time we've seen anybody refer to Chad that way. As her boyfriend, I know, but it kills me. Tried to make their relationship like so important, and celestial, yes. and holy. Mm-hmm. And no, you, you had an affair. Mm-hmm. He was your boyfriend, you know. Like, come mm-hmm. on, boyfriend Grow was the best.
0: The best dig. I loved it. Yeah. yeah, yep. And so, yeah. So obviously, you know, the state's like, ah, no. And also, an important indication there that the evidence that they presented to the grand jury wasn't anywhere near what all that they have. Right. It was enough. But it's also an important note that they make that, hey, a grand jury has already seen this and felt like that was good enough. Like, yeah. that should be enough, you know, yeah. that not, you know, to convict, but I mean, they're saying we've already had this in front of a grand jury. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. It will be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We're going to see lots of resting toad face.
1: Yep. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Although it'll be weird because we'll be sitting behind them. We're used to watching live stream in front of them. We'll be sitting behind them. We won't get to see their facial expressions as much, but we will get to see the judges and we don't get to see his very often. Yes. And I have frequently wished we were looking at his face when something ridiculous was being said.
0: Yeah hmm I'd like to see a little more of his WTF face. Right. So we'll be seeing Chad's hot pocket hips and, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, we will. I kind of feel like the back of Chad's head looks a lot like the front of Chad's head, to be honest. <laughs> it's
1: pretty much the same. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But we'll tell you. So once we're done there, we'll come home and then we'll do a live stream and let you know what happened.
1: Yes, because we don't know if we'll be able to even post on social media while we're in there or not. Yep.
0: If we can, we'll probably do a little Facebooking, you know, yeah. but we're not really entirely sure what the rules will be. And we will be very careful to follow those because we want to get to come back.
1: Oh, yeah. Amy says we should take some apples so we can get a crack at the apple. <laughs> and we also don't want
0: to live on Hot Pockets. So we're going to follow no.
1: all the rules. We're going to be yeah. super good in mm-hmm. Fremont County's courthouse. Mm-hmm uh you would die to see how little it is and what mm-hmm. a tiny courtroom this will be it's a very but small we, place
0: we know some of the officers that will be there and some of the uh the folks that work for for the fremont county uh, sheriff's office and yeah so we we're not completely without friends there but you are probably none that will talk to us <laughs> while yeah we're there.
1: No, no yeah knowledge but
0: yes voluminous hair yes mm-hmm. if they end up accepting a plea do we ever get to see all of the evidence they have after or is it never released i don't know the answer to
1: that there will be like summaries released some it will be released and and quite a bit of it will be it'll still be some of it shared for sentencing for justification of sentencing that's a great point yeah um so yeah i mean will we get to see every single detail maybe not but the big stuff Mm -hmm. yes we will Yep, because We need VIP still, backstage passes. We do. It's true. Do. They don't do that in Fremont County. <laughs> the mm. backstage and the front stage are at the same stage. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's not even such a thing. Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. A FOIA request. And honestly, Justin uh, Lum will definitely do that as well as uh need. East Idaho News. We'll be able to yeah. just
1: borrow it from someone who can afford to pay for it.
0: Yep. For sure. Uh, I'm with you, Missy. Missy said she believes Lori's getting ready to cut a plea deal. Agreed. At least I, I think, I, okay, I'm going to back that up. I think Lori's attorneys are getting ready to try to convince her to accept a plea
1: deal. Mm-hmm. I just wonder how rooted in reality she is and if she's willing to do it. Right. Well, um, I, I still mm-hmm. really wonder the same about Chad. I mean, some of the things that his attorney has said have has made me wonder too.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, are they at a point now where they either need to plead or they're going to have to add that attorney and push these trials back. Like there's a, we're coming down to the end of the time frame here. Yeah. Rapidly,
0: rapidly. Well, and
1: I know that the prior wants them to push that back, but what about Lori's right to a speedy trial? I mean, they're still mm-hmm. pushing that. Yep. Well, and, and don't forget that clear back in September
0: Pryor said, I disagree with disallowing cameras in the courtroom and he's yes. still pushing that. That was never ruled on. And he may right. still be pushing for that. They really should allow cameras in the courtroom for the trial itself. They yeah. really should. It's silly not to.
1: As as well known as this case is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. But we'll see. Yeah. I mean, the trial itself, it wouldn't matter. I mean, it's leading mm-hmm. up to that is the problem.
0: Now, an interesting thing is that, uh, you know, the prosecution said we want to sequester. We still want to sequester regardless of where the trial is. Right. So... Lloyd's camp came back and said, no, and so did Chats. We do not want to sequester. Why? Because this is just the prosecution's sneaky way of trying to bring this back to Fremont County. So if you, this is what they said that in their, uh, they didn't say sneaky, I did, but in their brief, they basically said to the judge, if you allow them this uh, concession to sequester, then they're just going to keep pushing to bring it back to Fremont County. So we don't want to sequester. Also, they said, That since you're not allowing cameras in the courtroom, there's no reason to sequester.
1: Mm, There's there's a point there. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, though, the judge already did rule on the idea of sequestering a jury coming from Ada County here. That's already been ruled on. And the judge said no to it. So, but, you know, who wasn't in court when that was happening? Lori's attorneys. Because that happened a long time ago when Mark Means was still the attorney. Yeah. So.
0: I can understand saying no, because how would you like to be a jury or a a juror on this trial? They're expecting it it to last three months.
1: Would be horrible
0: to be be sequestered for that long. Yeah. At that point, you'd probably find him guilty, just out of spite.
1: Right. I'm sure that the defense has some concerns about that, though. Just like getting tired, resenting this situation, you know, sick Mm -hmm. of this shit kind of situation kind of deal Mm -hmm. and that does make me wonder you know because that would be a really long Mm because when they're sequestered that means no media at all no phone no tv no Mm -hmm. tablet or computer nothing Mm -hmm. oh thank you
0: sarah sarah's an actual attorney which is nice to see your perspective because you know yes thank you we're not (laughs) but she said sequestering a jury can bite you in the ass when they get tired of being there that was my thought too i think that would
1: definitely happen Yeah. Hey Atlanta.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. So that's kind of where things sit right now. And again, we'll, we'll go scope it out tomorrow and let you know what we find out. Right. All right. Well, let's move on from that and talk about Brian Walsh.
1: Oh boy. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. Mm -hmm. Just don't on me. You're talking to me.
0: Uh, Yeah. You indeed, Brian
1: Walsh. We have so many <laughs> Brian's to talk about. But so you're
0: on the Brian Walsh part of the book report tonight. Yes, I am <laughs> on the Brian
1: Walsh. Part. So Brian Walsh was in court today, uh, where he was charged with her murder. He he was charged with a bunch of stuff, actually. Let me. I thought I had that right in front of me, but maybe I don't. Well, I'm going to find it here in a minute, but while I'm talking, um, so they did. Uh, oh, yes, here it is. So there was a bunch of things that came out in court today, um, just more things. Um, prosecutors did say that they did retrieve 10 trash bags of evidence um, that went to a landfill. It, it appears that he threw a bunch of stuff away um, in the trash at his mother's house or behind her house, which gross. Mm -hmm. Um, They did find um, a a hazmat suit, like a Tyvek hazmat suit and slippers um, that had her DNA and his DNA on it. Mm -hmm. Uh, They found her necklace, her COVID-19 vaccination card, which I thought was really strange. Right. Cleaning uh, products, a hacksaw and a hatchet were all in those. They believe that He dismembered her body and has thrown her in a landfill. That's what they believe has happened. Um, I don't think that was a big surprise. I think probably one of the grossest things is all the searches that he did. And these searches, you guys, he did these on his child's iPad. Yep. Super duper gross. Let Mm -hmm. me get to them here for you. Uh, Let's see. So it starts... At like, this is on New Year's Day. And he starts searching things like dismemberment and the best ways to dispose of a body. How to clean blood from a wooden floor. Luminol to detect blood. What happens when you put body parts in, in ammonia. Is it better to throw crime scene clothes away or wash them? Hacksaw, best tool to dismember. Can you be charged with murder without a body? Can you identify a body with broken teeth? Yeah. What happens to hair on a dead body? Uh, Let's see. Um, What is the rate of decomposition of a body found in a plastic bag compared to on a surface in the woods? I mean, he's getting real specific here.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Can baking soda make a body smell good? (coughs) Um, And then some of... The earlier ones were how long before a body starts to smell, how to stop a body from decomposing, how to bound a body, bind a body, I guess he means, 10 ways to dispose of a dead body if you really need to. I mean, did this guy really think no one was ever going to check these in, these searches? How long for someone to be missing to inherit? Can you throw away body parts? How does formaldehyde do? How long does DNA last? Can identification be made on partial remains, dismemberment, and the best ways to dispose of a body? These were all between the 1st of January and the 3rd of January. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just so bizarre to me. Like, like this guy really thought his wife would just disappear and they wouldn't look at him and they wouldn't look at his Google searches and stuff. Like, he didn't even clear the cache or anything on those. Like. It's yeah. nuts. Um, it's believed that he wanted to divorce her, and he decided that it would be cheaper to murder her and get her insurance, mm-hmm. and that he has dismembered her and put her in a landfill. But that's yeah. that's what the prosecution believes. Yeah. So he is now charged with all of that, mm-hmm. and um, he pled not guilty. Um, okay and then he's got all of these searches and all this evidence found it's just it's so gross and awful but that's where we are you know he's he's sitting his butt in jail and so we'll see where this goes from here but he has now been officially charged and i'm sure that they are in the background still looking for her remains yeah yeah for sure
0: for sure yep yep awful Absolutely. The, the searches are just chilling. However, I will mm-hmm. say a uh, true crimer search, things like that all the time.
1: Mm-hmm. But like they're within like, like about every hour he's searching something right. new. It's almost like you can follow the process that he was going through from killing her to dismembering her and mm-hmm. then doing something with the body and cleaning up. Like there's a timeline there.
0: Oh yeah. The first search was at 4.55 a.m. on New Year's Day. Yeah. A.M. Yeah. Whew. There'll be lots, lots more to come there. Uh, Delphi murders. As no big surprise Mm -hmm. to anyone, jurors in the Delphi murder will be picked out of county. I will honestly say the headline to this article says out of county. And my first thought was they're going to have to pick out of country (laughs) in order to uh, find people that haven't heard of the Delphi case or haven't heard plenty about the Delphi case. My God probably not but you know it's in indiana boy this is a toughie so basically the judge is saying that the attorneys for richard matthew allen and the prosecutor have got to make a decision within a week about which county the jury should come from so basically they're going the route that uh, our prosecutors here wanted they're going to find jurors from a different county and it sounds like probably bring them there Mm -hmm. uh of course there is a gag order on this case so there's probably plenty that we don't know but they're basically saying at this point that's what they want to do now he has a bail hearing on february 17th and Mm -hmm. they'll talk then about a new trial date because the trial right now is scheduled for march yeah so it sounds like they'll probably be bumping that out but uh at any rate, there won't be uh, jurors, you know, from, from that county. Of course there can't be. No. No, there definitely insane. can't be.
1: This is it's a tiny little place, just like a lot of the other place cases we're covering right now. Mm-hmm. There's small communities that everybody knows every well, and everybody knows that guy. He he was a pharmacy tech. Yeah. So everybody knew him, you know, because he was the worked at the Walgreens pharmacy, which was probably one that lots of people in that community used. Sure.
0: Yeah. Yep. So that's kind of that's not a lot, but that's what's going on with Delphi. Let's see. Christy, talk to us about the other big Brian in the news. Uh, Brian Koberger.
1: Well, okay, so Brian Koberger, of course, we know is being held on murder charges and there's a huge gag order. On this case. And so now what we're seeing is lots of the neighbor, the friend from school, that kind of stuff, people speaking out kind of about him. And one of the things that we're learning about him um, is that he has a neurological disorder called visual snow. Visual snow, you know how the old, I'm dating myself very much, but you know how old TVs used to have Mm -hmm. snow where there was like it wasn't a good signal. And so sometimes it was all snow, but a lot of times you'd get a a picture, but it was sort of fuzzy and jumped around and stuff, Mm -hmm. right? People with visual snow see that way all the time. And they also have pretty severe tinnitus. So very loud ringing in the ears. And then they see through visual snow all the time. Well, we don't have like medical confirmation that he has this, but we do have... Quite a few different people from his life saying that he um, started talking about it when he was in high school, and that it does appear as though he believes he has that, and and maybe has in fact been diagnosed with it. Mm -hmm. So he was in a chat room. This was a ways back. This was it it was a chat room called Tapa Talk. And this, he was in that, um, on that message board from November 1st of 2009 to February 20th of 2012. And he was talking about his experiences with Visual Snow. And um, there are some very interesting um, messages, some things that he posted. Um, I always feel as if I'm not there completely. Um, mentally I experience fog, lack of comprehension. And sometimes I feel like my life is a movie like depersonalization, depression, no interest in activity. Um, let's see, uh, constant thoughts of suicide, crazy thoughts, delusions of grandeur, anxiety, poor self-image, poor social skills, no emotion. I feel like nothing has a point to it. When I get home, I am mean to my family, which started when visual snow did. I felt no emotion, and with little remorse, everyone hates me pretty much. I am an asshole. I Very think he was about
0: 12 Yeah, when he posted that.
1: He was about pretty 12. young. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he also said things like, I feel like an organic sack of meat with no self-worth as I am starting to view everyone as this. He also said, as my family group hugs and celebrates, I am stuck in this void of nothing, feeling completely no emotion, feeling nothing. Uh, He also said, I feel dirty, like there is dirt inside of my head, my mind. I am always dizzy and confused. As I hug my family, I look into their faces. I see nothing. It is like I am looking at a video game, but less. I feel less than mentally damaged. It is like I have severe brain damage. I'm stuck in the depths of my mind where I have to constantly battle my demons. Am I here or am I fake? Um, The post also mentions the user's father and states what a good man he is. Uh, He says, I might spiral out of control and lose myself in the void. I can't let it all go. All of these regrets I predict, predict for my future self, all of these thoughts of remorse. Uh, he also says nothing I do is enjoyable. I am blank. I have no opinion. I have no emotion. I have nothing. Can you relate? And he didn't get much response from other people, but he had a username that um, is the same as an email address that has been traced back to him. So mm-hmm. um, it's pretty for sure that uh Well, in the does, picture
0: too, the user picture. Yeah, yeah, it looks like a young
1: him. Yeah.
0: Uh, he also posted in there uh, that he had tried a med, Topamax, I believe. Does that sound mm-hmm. right? Topamax, yeah. uh, a couple of times, and said that when he did try Topamax, he got uh, very violent and broke things and did scary things at home.
1: Yeah, yeah. And the problem mm-hmm. with visual snow is that it's a it's a neurological disorder that is incurable. I mean, it just mm-hmm. it's really rare. They don't mm-hmm. know very much about it because there aren't very many people with it. And it just sort of mm-hmm. sort of comes on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's interesting that he talks about that his disconnection from himself and his emotions and from other people started at the same time. And it is, um, you know, psychologically pretty damaging, this this experience of visual snow. Mm-hmm. But there's not a ton known about it because there aren't that many people with it. It's very rare.
0: I think it's really interesting that he ended up going into psychology.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like he knew clear back then mm -hmm. that he was not okay. Mm -hmm.
0: But also, don't you think it's pretty remarkable that with this uh, pretty uh, debilitating situation going on, that he made it all the way into his doctorate program? I mean, clearly very intelligent. Six years of college and also was a heroin addict in high school right and he still pulled his shit together and managed to get this far only to do this and destroy his life right it's not curable
1: no no it isn't and it, and and it it has kind of explains the heroin use too mm-hmm. uh just the the attempts at self-medication of something like this mm-hmm. that's something that you know people are going to try anything to see if it helps because mm-hmm. it doesn't appear that psych meds really help with this because it's not a mental illness it is a neurological disorder.
0: Mm -hmm. He tried a lot of things according to posts in that group over the years. He tried uh, different diets, which also I think kind of helps to explain his strict veganism and the fact that he only eats once a day. Mm -hmm. Um, And also that he has, uh, oh, he had tried lots of different herbs and stuff too. He posted quite a bit about ginkgo biloba that that helped to some degree Mm -hmm. uh, and some things like that. I also wonder if it helps describe why he's such a damn bad driver and is constantly uh, I would over. imagine
1: it is. Yeah. Right. And how did he get his driver's license? They probably don't mm-hmm. know he has visual snow. Mm-hmm. I will bet that he did not report that mm-hmm. and was able to see well enough to pass his tests. But I bet that the driver's license people just didn't know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we don't, he, he's definitely got some psychological diagnoses too, but we, we don't know what those are at this point. Yeah. Um, but Certainly the visual snow, you could see why it would be very disruptive in your life and make you feel disconnected because you only partially see everything around you. You Mm -hmm. know, there's disruption in everything that you see. Yeah. But yeah, he's a terrible driver. Just in his this little bit of time when they were, you know, tracking him, he was constantly getting pulled over. He got
0: pulled over twice
1: just on his way
0: home from from uh, Washington to Pennsylvania. Yeah, and pulled over probably four times in the fall in Washington. Yeah. And right and,
1: while he yeah. was stalking um, these girls, the girls. <laughs> yeah. The other thing that has come out, and we don't have confirmation of this, um, it's being reported that a, an investigator close to the uh, to the uh, investigation, which I don't like that at all. We don't know who that is. Saying mm. that they have proof that he was uh, DMing one of the girls on Instagram. Uh huh. Now, Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Um, I mean, I know how they would know that, but mm-hmm. who's going to risk their job? Because there's a gag order on this. If they oh, get Oh, this is one of the family's investigators. It's the gotta family be, had
0: hired private investigators. It's got to be one of them. It's
1: got to be. And they, you know, it's very hard to know because immediately when he was arrested, fake mm-hmm. Instagram accounts started showing up all over the place. And they started following right. the mm-hmm. girls, you know, the, the 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 victim's accounts. Yeah. So, you know, they say they're sure it's the right one and all this stuff. But mm-hmm. we don't know. We haven't seen any actual proof of that. And mm-hmm. I would say be super careful about things like that because this is a really hot case, right? Yeah. It's going to get real quiet now mm-hmm. with the gag order. And so what we're going to start seeing is a bunch of stuff that is or is not true. This mm-hmm. was a little easier to prove because they can actually find the posts in his picture and match his email address. Like there's some stuff there that, that you know, you can confirm, but there's mm-hmm. going to be a lot of, interviews with various people you know they've said that he his neighbor that he um his neighbor when he was at um University of Washington uh he talked to him about these murders and that they had a conversation about it mm-hmm. which you know may is probably true but we're going to start hearing a lot of stories about him from the past and a whole lot of stuff because people are going to try to keep this in the limelight when yeah there's not going to be a whole lot to say mm-hmm For sure. Yeah. And we don't know if he has a history, if there's a history of this neurological disorder. It doesn't appear that it's something that runs in families from what I read. It's Mm -hmm. just really, really rare and just sort of comes on with no Mm -hmm. warning. Yep. But it does give you some peeks into his psyche. Pretty interesting. It does. Yeah. Those posts were pretty scary. I mean, Mm -hmm. even back that young, he was predicting that he was going to be a bad guy. You know it It was already I in
0: hearing all of those, you kind of have to think, it's probably a miracle his family survived him. Right. You know? Yeah. With the way he felt already, you know, clear back at 12 years old.
1: Right. Yeah. And did his family know? Did they know that he felt so numb? Did they know that he didn't feel anything when looking at them or hugging them? Like you know, did he try to keep that from them because he knew it would hurt them? but I, you you can't tell me that they couldn't feel that disconnect. Yeah, because I'm sure they could. Yeah.
0: Oh, he may have may have tried to fake it too, you know. Mm-hmm. Even though he's saying that's how he felt, he may have been slapping on a smile or slapping on a you know, right. basically copying their, you know, emotions. That's what a lot of people that are feeling that way do, you know,
1: but Right. Um, Yes. Also, um, the the uh, search warrant for his apartment has been released. And we know what they took. So they took one uh, nitrile black glove, like a surgical glove, Mm -hmm. a Walmart receipt with a Dickies tag, two Marshall's receipts, a dust container from Bissell Power Force Vacuum eight possible hair strands, one fire TV stick with cord and plug, one possible animal hair strand. And now there was a dog in the house. yeah. And so that is interesting. And then there are several other hair strands that they took, mm-hmm. um, a computer tower, um, some, a collection of something that made a dark red spot that they collected. Two cuttings from, um, from uncased pillow, a pillow without a case on it that had a reddish brown stain, um, mm-hmm. which could be blood and two, oh, a top and bottom mattress cover that were packaged separately, uh, that had multiple stains. Mm-hmm. So obviously looking for blood, looking for hair, you know, when he went back and he cleaned up, you know, what yeah. maybe was left in his apartment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is
0: interesting. There's a gag order. Why did that stuff get released?
1: I don't know. Because, see, that search warrant was in Washington, not in Mm -hmm. Idaho. So I don't know who served it. I don't Mm -hmm. know if it was because of the difference in states.
0: I wondered why that that was was released.
1: But, you
0: Mm -hmm. know. Yeah. Interesting. Well, both his lawyers and the uh, prosecution have said very light things to the press. That has mm-hmm. lit people's hair on fire, you know, particularly yeah. Mark Means on Twitter. Uh, he's been really active on Twitter. I screenshotted some stuff and then I'm like, yeah, you're old news, Mark. We're moving on. Yeah. But um, he's been mouthing off on Twitter on uh, articles about the De Vallow case, which I think is pretty fascinating.
1: But yeah, he uh, should definitely be shutting But anyway, out.
0: he's had some opinions about uh, these guys violating the gag order, too. <laughs> Wow!
1: Yeah. Um, Oh, that's really interesting. Missy says that her husband has a rare neurological disorder that was caused by a specific vaccine given him right before the Gulf War. Wow. And it isn't curable, almost likely causes death. It makes me wonder if he ever had any kind of chemical exposure. I don't know. Wow, Wow, Missy, sorry to hear that. Yeah, I am sorry to hear that. That's really interesting, though. I I don't know. Um, This visual snow thing, though, is it does give us a pretty good picture into how he was affected by it, at least those things that he was saying. For sure. All right. Well, should we move on to uh,
0: Brownfield? Yeah. Isn't Mark Means supposed to not be saying anything? Well, he's not saying anything, like, about the case. He's just being snarky. Mostly he's saying things like, well, that's how they are in Idaho. Well, watch out for the Idaho, you know. Yeah, judges and the way they lock things down and you know he's mostly just being a bitch
1: just, yeah yeah just being an ass
0: yeah all right let's talk about uh the athena brownfield case uh yeah. there's not any really new information today other than you know that both parents now have been charged away that was our investigation this morning uh however i did come across a few more screenshots from mom's facebook that i mm-hmm. thought that you guys would be interested in seeing i was Uh, Speaking of flat-out sociopaths, my God, Mm -hmm. she posted this on the 26th of December. What you might remember is the very day that her husband took poor little murdered Athena out and buried her. Mm -hmm. Now, it sounds like the spot where he buried her was only about 20 to 30 minutes from their house. So initially I had thought that was a little further away from uh, where they live now. Not really, actually pretty close to where they live. Mm-hmm. Uh, there has also been a memorial set up at that site and people are going directly to where she was buried and putting out uh, flowers and teddy bears and the like, a lot like what was done where uh, JJ and Tylie died. Mm-hmm. But this really kills me. This was the day that this all happened, the day after. Mm -hmm. And it's just a post about a couple of things she got for Christmas and how much she loves them. But really, you're posting about beanies and you supposedly watched a four-year-old get murdered a few hours ago and hauled away and buried somewhere. And you're up on Facebook posting about beanies. Felicia, really? Yeah. Like it's just another day. Yeah.
1: That's really gross. It's really, really gross.
0: Well, if you think that's gross, how about this? She retweeted or reshared on Facebook a missing poster.
1: Oh, my God.
0: For Athena. Please, everyone, share and pray. Really, you Alicia? You ignorant really?
1: bitch, my God. That's mm-hmm. disgusting.
0: hmm And then this wonder. This, I think, is fascinating. This was on January 5th. She posted, people just don't want to see others happy. No one was worried about me when I was at my lowest, but now I'm happy and people want to act worried. This was when she up and left her husband five seconds after Christmas and acted like she was fine, posting pictures with him on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day with uh, at a, some party that they went to and other people, and she was, you know, dressed to the nines and getting her nails done, and it was all so great and exciting. And mm. literally, like, a day after that, she left him for yeah. a new man.
1: Yeah, and people are wonder, are worried. Yeah, they are. You're acting like a crazy person right now. Mm-hmm. What is going on?
0: But as it turns out, they should have been a lot more worried about the children in your care.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Isn't that gross? So gross. Yeah. Anyway, so there's nothing new except for that. And I guess I'm ready to just drag her all over the internet because that's what I'm doing.
1: But <laughs> Right. Well, it's very hard not to. I mean... Yeah. If nothing else, she did absolutely nothing to protect that child. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Unbelievable. Well, and, and again, big questions because, you know, we know what uh, what she told police. I'm still really wondering when more charges for her are coming or if they are. I hope Because basically everything that they know are things that they found off of his cell phone and her testimony that he did it. This is what he did this is how he did it right what was her involvement but also come on she knew right she obviously knew. she
1: knew she knew this whole damn time
0: and she also left her children and adina with him like there's got to be more than two child endangerment charges there's got to be i think right. there will be i just think they're they're they've got her now they've got mm-hmm. him now in custody We're going to wait and see what else happens because she's got to have more charges than this. Definitely. definitely. Also, because they're holding her on a $500,000 bond. Yeah. Which seems like a lot for the charges she actually has. It is. Uh, And I'm glad because uh, there's still a boyfriend out there that's trying to love her and support her and get through this, babe. Uh, Gross. So let's not let her get bonded out. No. You know. Anyway, just disgusting. I agree, Amy. I think she's just trying to push the blame on him. I'm mm-hmm. not saying that he didn't do what he did, but I am saying that she shares involvement here.
1: She yeah. was the other adult in the house, the other adult okay. responsible for this child. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Right, Paula? It's like she shared that as an afterthought. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Admits my happiness. The kid I'm supposed to be taking care of is missing. Yeah. 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 So, so disgusting. Gross. Mm-hmm, for sure. So that's all that's there right now. But speaking of disgusting, Christy, do you want to talk to us about the Utah murder-suicide yeah. that yeah, we initially didn't cover because we thought this isn't something that we really need to uh, bring out here and, and dig into? But now we do because, holy shit.
1: Yeah, so this is the Hate family, Michael and Tasha Haight, um and their children and Tasha's mother. Mm-hmm. They all died of gunshot wounds, and then then dad died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound. So it is a Mm murder-suicide. In Enoch, Utah. Yeah, in Enoch, Utah. And it turns out that there's been some history of abuse. And it was originally reported in 2020, and police interviewed their 14-year-old daughter said that her dad had assaulted her on multiple occasions and that she was very afraid he was going to keep her from breathing and kill her. She called the police. A 14-year-old called the police. Yeah. She said that it had been going on since 2017. Um, He, of course, said he hadn't done anything and that she was just mouthy and, you know, blah, blah, blah. He'd gotten mad at her over her, her report card. Um, at that time, he also admitted to the police that he had confiscated Tasha's cell phone and iPad. Now, in Idaho, if you take a phone away or destroy a phone during a domestic event, that is a felony all by itself mm-hmm. for removing a person's ability to call for help. Mm-hmm. Um, but in Utah, they didn't take this seriously at all. They didn't, did not nope. did not file any charges against this guy. Nope, nothing. They thought that being um, hurt his wife said that she hoped being questioned by the police would be a wake up call for him. Holy yeah. shit. I mean, yeah. If this is the little bit they told the police, then there's so much more. And you know, Utah police have been really disappointing us lately with, oh, yeah. with domestic violence related. And stuff. That whole,
0: oh, the police are onto you now. You better straighten up. You better not do any more of that. Yeah.
1: Mm. Okay. So the mm-hmm. district attorney's office or the, the, po- yeah, the prosecutor's office, said that this never even got sent to them. So they can't speak to it directly. But what they think Mm -hmm. was likely based on an ability to prove each element of the offense beyond a reasonable doubt and or statute of limitation barriers probably kept them from sending it on to um, the prosecutor's office. But the prosecutor's office was definitely doing some cover their own ass Mm -hmm. because this looks terrible for everyone,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, you know, they never checked back in on them. You know, there was no history of following up to see if things were going any better and if they're okay. And that was just not, not the case. What they believe is that Tasha hate was, had, um, said that she wanted a divorce and he, you know, I mean, they call these a, a family annihilator, somebody that will kill their entire family and themselves to keep, if you, if, if I can't have you, no one can kinds mm-hmm. of kind of energy. So then here's the other thing that happened that just is so gross. So his obituary, the, the obituary gets posted for all of them. Mm-hmm. And in the obituary for him, it says, Michael made it a point to spend quality time with each and every one of his children. Michael enjoyed making memories with his family. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Really? Who the hell wrote that? And what the hell is the matter with you? Yeah. And they did finally, um, (laughs) that obituary can't be found online anymore now. They've made it private. Yeah. Um, But it's real gross. There were actually some comments on the obituary site. I don't know if you've seen that where there's an obituary and then you can make comments, you know, to the family. And there were some real positive comments about what a good dad he was on there. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, what in the hell is the matter with you people? Mm-hmm. He murdered his entire family. Clearly, there was a history of abuse. Mm-hmm. And he killed all of them and killed himself. And then we're going to say, yeah. Can you imagine what his yeah funeral was probably like? Those of you, yeah, Missy, gloss over the reality. Mm-hmm. It's the LDS Utah way. It yep. is 100%. It's and so, that's so gross. gross. Yeah, All that things like that were said in his funeral. If they oh, were I'm sure. If that was put in his obituary, it was probably in the funeral too. It just makes one sense. You bet it was. You bet it was. Mm. Paula said Utah, where all the women are hysterical and the men are always right. Yep. yep. So yep. gross. You guys and I didn't even want to talk about this case. It's so sad and awful. But, you know, what the hell? Yeah. We're going to we're going to pretend like he was a good dad when he killed his children and his wife and his mother-in-law. It's like awful. come on. It's awful. Well, and so they had removed, uh,
0: per her request, a few days before they died, they had removed all of her family. She'd asked basically, I think her dad, to remove firearms from her house. Yes. So they were separated. She'd filed for divorce, but he was still living in the basement. So she had not, wasn't feeling safe with him because he was acting like a crazy person yeah. and and also just abusive. He was act, not a crazy person. He was acting like an abusive person mm-hmm. uh, because he is. Yes. So she had asked her dad to remove the weapons from their home, and he did. And then, of course, this fool shows up with a gun and shoots and kills everybody. And in a statement that her dad put out, he made a, like a political type statement about weapons, that uh, we can yes. expect more things like this to happen in this country. If people aren't armed and able to defend themselves.
1: Yes. Please don't make this political. This isn't a gun rights issue. Uh
0: huh. And then makes it a gun rights issue. But also,
1: what? This is a domestic
0: violence issue. This is a police and church looking the other way during violence issue. Absolutely. But there was also a GoFundMe. Uh, to help bury all of them, and the yeah. GoFundMe has made like a hundred thousand dollars, but the initial picture on the GoFundMe
1: was this. Yeah, that picture's everywhere. Like, what are you doing? Why is he in the picture? Don't put up pictures with him in it. Gross.
0: So then, it came down and was replaced with this.
1: Oh, oh for that's Christ pretty it. blurry.
0: Uh, without his picture in it, I couldn't get the the correct one. Ugh. uh without the senate but um yeah so they removed that picture eventually because people were very and then they by just put it. white jesus in and they instead. put white jesus in his place in the picture Sorry. yeah Ugh. look i don't know how i would respond if there was a family annihilator situation in my family and it's not fair to judge these guys per se except for that
1: what the hell yeah Let's not pretend that this isn't exactly what it is. Yeah. They already know it is what it is. The police have already said they know that he was the one that fired the guns. It it is exactly what it looks like. Yep, exactly. Mm. Exactly.
0: Yeah, Paula said when people are researching this genealogy, they're going to think this family all died in a car accident or a house fire. Yeah. Right. You probably wanted yeah. to
1: get it reported appropriately.
0: He's not going down as a mass murderer when he
1: should be. Yeah. You should. Yeah. Awful. I hate it. And you're right, GB. These types of things don't just come out of nowhere. Yeah. there's mm-hmm. a, And, you know, everybody in the community was like, they're just such a wonderful family. And he was such a wonderful man. And mm-hmm. no, he was not. No, he
0: wasn't. He yeah. wasn't. You just didn't know what was going on behind closed doors. If for that 14 year old daughter oh. to call the police right. in a Mormon family, that is, you know, an upstanding family in the community. Grandpa's this a dentist. Is a
1: tiny little town. Yeah, everybody knows everybody. Mm-hmm.
0: Grandpa's a dentist. Dad is an insurance agent. Mom is popular and well known. For mm-hmm. her to call the police meant things were bad. Yeah, really bad because that is not done. Right. That's wild. Who Which also makes you wonder who else she told. Right. That seems like a last ditch effort to me. Had she already told friends, parents, had she already talked about it with church leaders? Had she already discussed this at school? I'm going to assume that she probably had because that's a last ditch effort. And she knew how much trouble she was going to get in.
1: She did. Absolutely.
0: For doing that. Yeah. And I'll bet she did. I'll bet she paid dearly.
1: Yeah, I'm sure that she did.
0: I guess and dad did. didn't get his wake-up call after all. Yeah, it
1: did absolutely no good. It just empowered him
0: mm-hmm.
1: that, oh, they're not going to do anything to me anyway.
0: Yeah,
1: This case is horrifying. It makes me want to throw yep. up. But we couldn't, with all of that, we couldn't not say something no. because it's just another one of those times when if you see something, say something. If you know something about a family like this, it's got to be reported mm-hmm. because you don't know what's already been shoved under the rug. Exactly.
0: Exactly. I'm I'm heart sick for all of them, for all of their family. Like it's just awful. And if we seem pissed and affronted, it's because we are. Absolutely. It's just unbelievable that this is still happening. Yeah. Our grandmother, our grandma, our mom's mom, her dad was horrifically abusive. Yep. And they lived in a tiny little town in Idaho that everybody was LDS. Everybody knew each other. Yep. She brought that abuse in front of the bishop multiple times, who told her basically to just, you know, shut the hell up and deal with it. There yes. was no help for her ever, no. or her siblings, because that's just the way it was. And I'm so yes. pissed that that is still the way it is. No, it isn't. We're not going to stand for it. Right. But it does. This one hit close to home.
1: It really did. It, it really, really did.
0: Nope. All righty. Well, uh, there's some stuff going on in the case of maya Miliette.
1: oh yes
0: you remember maya maya had disappeared in california a couple years ago now and we learned that she had spoken to a divorce attorney that day uh the day Mm -hmm. that she disappeared then we learned that her husband larry had uh Been going to some kind of a witch doctor having spells put on her to try to prevent her from leaving him Mm -hmm. because she had been talking about leaving him for a while and there were big searches for her in california for a while her family was absolutely frantic trying to find her and nothing happened for gosh a year ish and then he was finally charged last fall with her murder and we were surprised because there is no body and things had gotten really quiet with that case, except for a custody fight, because, you know, for some reason, her family doesn't think that those kids should be living with Larry. Yeah. Well, they are finally in the preliminary. It started last week, and it's continuing to go on. Uh, so, they have had a lot of her family on the stand. Her dad, Pablito uh, Tabalanza, was Mm -hmm. on this stand today he said in 2020 he had been receiving more phone calls from larry than usual he said larry was begging him to talk to maya for him and tell her that she couldn't leave him and then on january 9th uh, his son called him jr called him and said that something bad had happened So he said that Larry told him that Maya was locked in her bedroom and wouldn't come out. I don't know if you guys remember this stupid story. Mm
1: -hmm. But he had
0: told everyone that she was just locked in her bedroom and wouldn't leave. So her brother came, knocked on the door and called out for her. Dad came and knocked on the door and called out for her. There was no answer. They finally make Larry unlock the door. Interestingly, dad said he was very surprised that Larry had a key because he was not allowed in that room. And only Maya was supposed to have access to that room. Do you guys have rooms in your house that are locked and only your spouse has a key and you're not allowed to enter?
1: No, I recall this from another case. That that was like a huge red flag that something mm-hmm. was very wrong.
0: Well, yeah, well, that was from that uh, other the
1: Mormon, Mormon murder case. Guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
0: Mm-hmm, uh, but yeah. Anyway, that I thought was so odd.
1: Mm mm-hmm.
0: So they go in the room maya's not there obviously and then larry followed him in went straight to maya's table where she worked so this was like her office and said oh the credit card is not here and dad thought that was such a weird thing for him to say Mm -hmm. so anyway her, her siblings have also been testifying jr said that uh may had sent him some texts in 2020 uh saying that larry was manipulating family members and trying to control her and that she was feeling really scared and alone because there were no she didn't feel like anybody was really on her side at this point because he was all of the family members that are testifying are saying oh yeah he was texting me constantly so she actually left larry at some point and moved into her brother's house in mid 2020 Mm -hmm. moved in with her brother jr and his wife and jr said that while she lived there larry called him constantly to find out where she was and what she was doing Mm
1: -hmm.
0: he also called his jr's wife genesis constantly and texted her constantly wanting to know what she was doing who she was talking to if she was wearing her wedding ring what was going on with her it's Mm -hmm. so wild So basically what the prosecution is saying is that they believe that Larry killed her because she was trying to get a divorce and that, uh, you know, that that's what happened and that they still don't know what happened to her body. So that's what's going on. This is just the pretrial. So the pretrial is not, there's no jurors here. This is where the prosecution is calling out all of, you know, or not all of, but enough evidence in front of the judge to uh, convince the judge that this needs to go to trial so that's essentially what's happening they're expecting it to last three weeks wow. that's really long pre-trial chad daybell's pre-trial wasn't anywhere near that long
1: no it was two days
0: yeah so that's what's happening and we'll keep a really close eye on it we've been all over this case from the start and really have wanted to see justice for me so Definitely. that's what's going on with it yeah yeah okay and then the only other thing that we had is uh that there had been a motion that ron jeremy would be found uh unfit to serve to stand trial ron jeremy uh the former porn star in california that has been charged with hundreds and hundreds of or not hundreds where am i uh with tens of tens of (laughs) twenties sorry totally went off the rails of uh of sexual assaults and rapes and his attorney.
1: Gross. His attorney Super is as gross. gross as
0: he is. His attorney said two and a half years ago when this case uh first when when Ron was first charged, I was convinced that he would be found not guilty. But now we can't
1: even go to trial.
0: Well, apparently the dude's in advanced dementia. Yeah.
1: And they couldn't been- go to trial back then either.
0: No, he's been declared unfit to go to trial and So the way that works is that if you're declared unfit because of, you know, health reasons, mental health reasons, basically, they will hold on to you and treat you and try to get you spiffed up and ready to come back to court, just like they did with Lori, right? Yeah. Uh, Well, if they deem you to be repairable. Right. But in Ron's case, they are saying that they believe he is not repairable. So he's not going to stand trial for these.
1: No, they're going to put him in a hospital. They'll put him in a state facility for the rest of his life.
0: Yep, that's what's going on. Thank you so much, Nita. Anita. Wow, someone needs to ground and center. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's what we've got. So that was a lot. There's There was a lot uh, between last week and this week. Uh, more cases than we could even get to. There's a mass murder in California that we never were able to get to, maybe next we're, week.
1: Yeah, we're going to cover that next week. Yeah, Definitely.
0: Been a lot happening. However, so here's the scoop then. Tomorrow, 9 a.m. is court. If we're allowed to have our phones, we may do some uh some Facebooking and some tweeting. We're not sure. So we don't want to make any promises. But without a doubt, once court's over, we'll drive back to our houses and then we'll do a live stream probably in the early afternoon mountain time.
1: Mm-hmm. Mid
0: afternoon. Let's say mid-afternoon. We just don't know. Yeah. Yeah, but we'll be back to tell you everything that happened in court tomorrow because we are as curious as you guys and I don't think I can put myself through listening to, you know, three or some hours of the... the uh, recordings of it? The recordings are so hard to listen to. I want to see the room. I want to feel the room. I really want to see the judge's face. Mm -hmm. And of course, Chad's hot pocket hips. We want to see it all. so. (laughs) 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 So if you are a subscriber and you go to the cold read party the cold read party is coming up at 8 15. so we're going to take a quick break and uh fill up our drink and go potty and we'll be back at for the cold read party at 8 15. yeah uh, and that's what's up so thank you guys so much for being here we appreciate you very much this has been yet another production of the true crime squad take care
1: bye everybody